Hey, Pete. Yo. What have you learned from being on this masterful podcast? Man, I, I couldn't even begin to list how much I've learned, so I won't. So nothing. <laughs> well, I didn't say that. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily music advice coming at you. Coming at you today. We're sponsored by Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com. We have our new Piano Access Pass. That's every piano course we make, plus any piano course we will make, which I don't know if you know this, but there's some good stuff in the in the pike, coming down the pike. I know. No, there's some amazing stuff. And you've actually heard even more of it than I've, I've heard a little bit of it. Yeah. But there's some very exciting new formats for us coming in the new year from Jeff Keezer. For sure. That's all we can say. Leave it at that. That's going to be very, very cool. <laughs> Lessons and playing. I mean, but then we video. also have our series. I have my series, Jazz Piano Basics, which has been very popular. What we is have, that? What the hell is that? Well, that's, oh, no, a, that's a different that's series. That's a different series. <laughs> but we have our joint series, the yep. Jazz Piano Technique, Technique, Volume One, which everybody seems to be digging. A little uh, secret on the Jazz Piano Technique course. That's been helping us up our game. I know we're supposed to only give, but we're we're doing a little taking because we've been practicing. I've heard you practice a little bit. I've been doing a little bit too. We've yeah. been guiding ourselves through our practice. Yeah, those those courses, the technique courses, all guided practice sessions, which means that you're just practicing along with me and Peter. We set the metronome. We play along with you. We tell you to play soft or loud or fast or slow, and uh, it's really fun. You get to practice yeah. with us. And you don't even know about this, but we actually have a very special deal that's only going to be good today, only for you'll hear it, listeners, specifically on the piano access. Pass. Oh, what is but it? They, what, see, why, why, why are you getting at the end? At the end, okay. You know, people got to okay. people got to work, man. They got to they got to get through this first. We'll, we'll mention that at the end. Don't let me forget. Don't okay, me forget. so what are we talking about today, Pete? T- today we're talking about seven lessons learned from the masters. Nice. And we're not talking about the masters golf uh, thing because <laughs> we don't play golf and we don't care about that. Stay out of the roof. <laughs> um, but no, you know, there's a thing called the masters. The no, the tournament. tournament. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, yeah, it's okay, the most famous golf tournament there is. <laughs> there it's great. Go. I mean, you got your hockey game. I mean, you're all about hockey. I like so golf, I man. I like some golf. Okay, cool. No, but this we're talking about the masters of this music, of jazz music, sure. of creative music. And um, I mean, look, this is another one that could have been 107 or maybe even 707 because we have a lot of masters and, and just great practitioners of this music with, with knowledge. And so it's a little ridiculous that we're going to boil this down to seven, but everything we do here is a little bit ridiculous because we don't want to take, take all your day. We could talk about it. But these are ones that I think are fun for us, and, and I think they all came directly from the master, right? For sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. So why don't you kick it off with number one? So number one is from great trumpeter Cecil Bridgewater, uh, and he once told me, play half of what you hear. Ooh, I now, love that. I might have been overplaying a little bit, but <laughs> I think this was his philosophy in general, that you don't have to play every single thing that you're hearing, because... Yeah. You know, with jazz musicians, we have pretty overactive imaginations and minds, and yeah. you can just spurt and spurt, yeah. you know, language all day long. That doesn't mean you should. Yeah. You know, this was very much, uh, when I was a young man, him sort of like guiding you into artistry, which I think is a very solid point. I love it too. And it's like, I love it. It's play half of what you hear because it's like so <laughs> very specific. specific. Yeah. It's not like play less than you hear, which is, makes sense also and falls into that. Yeah. Or it's not even like play one, ten. It's like play half of what you hear. Because I, what, I, what else I love, then maybe you do that. And then he might say to you, you know what? Do another half. Do another. So, so now you're at one fourth and it's working out pretty good. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, it has infinite. Infinite possibility. Here's, here's the thing. I just want to add one more thing, the tale to this, is even if you play half of what you hear, yeah. you're still going to play a lot. 
Oh, exactly. It's human nature. We just yeah. kind of tend to, to, to overplay, overtalk. Well, and when you play half, I mean, if you actually do this um, and, and get conscious about doing this, especially in your practice or like on a gig, you will be forced to do more listening because you're not playing as many notes. And then you'll start to hear like better how much should you go another half sure. or should you go up to three fourths or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But when you're playing everything that you're hearing, there's no room for listening. No. You know, it's just like if you say, you know, if you meet someone and you start telling them you're excited because you all the things that you know about. And then also all your the inner, masters, inner you know? monologue starts <laughs> yeah. going. You know what I mean? Like you notice, I, I used to do that a lot talking. I didn't realize why I didn't have any friends at dinner parties. Everyone walk away from me. Now I, I guess I, now I have a podcast. <laughs> Wish I ran into uh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So that's number one. Number two. And I was, we flipped these around because we're normally like number one listen um which of course is important but this one is create and this comes from betty carter yeah and you know betty carter was i learned you know so much from her but th i think the most important thing was like we are creative beings we're creative artists and so she was so great about weaving this as a lesson into everything that she would do both just as she was singing and then things that she would set up as the leader of the band for instance before she would come out, and I'm trying to remember, it was a couple different ways, but basically before she would start to sing, whether we were out on stage and had played a tune or we all went out together, she wanted us to just create something. Mm -hmm. Not like an introduction to what the tune was. Just like, and we wouldn't always do this, but a lot of times, especially if it was like a festival and we weren't like sure about the sound or whatever. She's just like, sounds. I remember she'd be like, sounds. And at first I was like, dominant chords, set her up for the tune. She's like, no, create what, what you're feeling now. Just like real free kind of, you know, but it got you in that creative sort of mind space. And uh, I was reminded, you know, in doing the, the, the her great program, Jazz Ahead at the Kennedy Center, which I'm going to do again next year, she instituted this thing of like when you, everybody auditions for it, they play like a couple standards, but then they have to present at least two original compositions and play them on the tape, mm. which is so great because it focuses you back on create, create, you know, even if you're a drummer, write a song and that's how you're going to be judged. It doesn't matter if you're just a great soloist and can right. play bebop right. or funk or whatever. Create like something. Create something. Original. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Uh, number three is when you don't know what to play, tacit. And I have tacit in all caps because this comes from local St. Louis legend here, Willie Aikens. Yes. Um, uh, R.I.P. Willie. Yes. And he would just not put up with any BS that you're playing. Right. You know, you had to be very intentional with what you were playing with Willie. And yeah. he would tell you to tacit. Yeah. He would turn around and tell the drummer to tacit. He would tell me to tacit if I wasn't playing. Would he say like that, tacit? No. Use the Italian. No, that's what I was saying. No, he, he would say tacit. No, he would say tacit. Oh, he would say tacit. He would say the word, okay. but he wouldn't say tacit. He would say tacit. Por favore, tacit. Yeah. yeah. Now you kind of yell it uh, under his breath somehow. That kind of goes with number one, uh, play half of what you hear, too. A little bit, yeah. Except but, he's saying play 0% of what yeah, you hear. Yeah, it, it was a little more just like, listen, if you don't have anything to say, yeah. don't open your mouth. That's right. You know what I mean? Lessons from the elders. That's right. All right, number four, uh, patience and beauty. Um, now, I put these together. This is from Johnny Griffin, uh, Griffith, Griffin, Johnny Griffin, um, who I got to play with a little bit and record with when I was very young and, and ignorant. So this is always good to learn at that age when you're a little bit more pliable. Um, but and this was nothing he ever said, but it was the way that he played. I remember him playing this ballad, uh, one of his tunes. And like it, it was like the first time I think that I had seen somebody live play with a, like a really high level of artistry and play with just extreme patience. Mm. Like like every 
hundred percent. It wasn't like they were mostly patient and they did something that was a little bit self-indulgent. And of course, just basically everything he played was beautiful. But I remember that combination and I didn't totally intellectually understand it until later. But I remember just like playing behind him and hearing him play like that. And I was just like, wow, this is so easy to accompany this yeah. because it's just so beautiful. And like every phrase he plays was so patient. And I just knew I wanted to do that. And I, You know, later on you realize it's a little... Easier if you're Johnny Griffin and you play saxophone. It's different on the piano. But that became kind of my ideal, patience and beauty, because that translates to listeners worldwide. That's really great, man. What yep. a great lesson. Yep. Uh, my next one, number five, is a very specific one I got from Reggie Workman. Um, I was at the New Schoolers in one of his ensembles. It was the Coltrane Ensemble, taught by Reggie Workman. It yep. doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. And we were working on, I think we were working on, like, um, you know, one of the C minor <laughs> jams <laughs> jams starts yeah. rubato working on the rubato and i'm doing my best mccoy you know arpeggios cascading impression and i he he said something that i'll never forget it was like you need to play with and against the soloist yeah and i it took me a long time to understand what that was but yeah. i think what he meant and, and if you're listening reggie i'm sorry if this is not what you Why'd you get so soft and well, apologetic? You still kind of scares me. You just me. realized you're out on public <laughs> airways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but is and and only because I now have so much experience doing it is yeah. that you do have to support whomever you're you're under rubato as as the pianist, right? It's our job to support that, but it's also our job to lead the way a little bit and to give them something too. We've talked about this before with rubato playing. So instead of just deferring totally and yeah. and just reacting. You yep. have to throw in something to them yeah. just to help guide them in a way. It's still a dance, you know. Yeah. That's such a great, very confident approach to music. For sure. But still a company. Like like and I I mean I and we can apply that to so many things of like as pianists or if you're a drummer, you know, any kind of instrument where you're going to be doing an outside, everybody accompanies at some time, but you're going to be doing more accompanying in your career as a pianist than a trumpet player. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. And, you know, how do you get to that point, like, to really be able to discern when you're supposed to be inspiring and when you're supposed to be supportive? I mean, you're always supportive, but you can't be diminutive, no. you know. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's a great one. I wish someone had told me that. But, uh, I mean, I got it at a certain point. Well, that's the thing. Is eventually <laughs> I had a lot of bad play. <laughs> you realize and you listen to enough things and you get that. But, yeah, that's, that's exactly uh, what I took away from that. Yeah. Okay, so number six. Um, this is... This is from Wynton Marsalis. Who? who? Who, yeah, Wynton Marsalis, king of jazz at Lincoln Center, master of jazz, trumpet, and, and many other things. But um, Wynton, I, I really got a lot of things from him, but I think seriousness and devotion, mm. you know? And, you know, some people kind of, we, like, we think of Wynton as being a very serious guy. He's actually got a whole other side to him, as, you know, as we know. Um, he's he's a very funny guy, very smart and everything. But he comes across as very serious in interviews and stuff and for a reason because he's very devoted to this music. Like not just to his place in the music but to like what he believes and the continuation of it. And, you know, he was always like that. When I met him, he was very young. I, I thought he was old because he was like 23 years old. But I was like 13 or 14. And I was like, man, this dude is so like serious and has his stuff together. And he was really like you know, practice and you got to learn this stuff and like very dogmatic and stuff, but because he was devoted. So like, I just learned like, how can you be, you know, devoted to something and believe in something and not serious about it? Mm. It doesn't mean humor is not in, in your playing and you're not having fun. It's not about that. Yeah. But like, this is a serious thing. And so I think that he's done a great job of, you know, elevating people's estimation of the music to be in line with the kind of quality that we want to, you know, put out there and stuff. But, 
it did make a lot of musicians be like, okay, let's be serious about it. Like, let's really devote ourselves to this craft. Absolutely, that's great, man. Yeah. And you can you can hear that in his playing too. Yeah. Uh, number seven. I this is not meant to kiss your butt too much, but uh, it's something I learned getting to know you, and that is a, a serious attention to detail and having the the highest quality of your details taken care of. And that you know is something I wish I would have devoted myself to earlier in my career. Uh, not that I wasn't listening for details, but really to make that a priority is mm -hmm. the little things, the little details. You're so good at it with not just your playing, but you are, but with every aspect from the business to open studio to the teaching, you know, uh, there's a, a serious attention to detail and a, an attention to quality that I think kind of goes along with the Winton thing. Maybe a lesson you learned I'm from that. I got, but, I got, I got a little dogmatic stuff from Winton. That's I some saw seriousness that. <laughs> and some devotion, but it's, yeah. I think it's, it's translated very well. And to me, that spells... Um, lots of questions about what we're doing and why we're doing it, and mm. then making sure that how we're executing is as high quality as we can. Yeah. You know. Well, thank you. You, you can keep going if you want. <laughs> no, no, but I think that... And you can pull off purple, I which I can't. <laughs> I, uh, well, I don't know if we're pulling it off that much. But the, um, the thing, and I, and I didn't come up with this, thank you, but I mean, obviously, the attention to detail, I think it's, it's also a thing that I noticed in just like great artists in general, it's like kind of a manifestation of an acceptance. It's not really like a cockiness, but it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's more of a humble thing that, that if you kind of recognize that you've been giving a gift or a talent, which we all have, and, and everybody listening to this, don't think that it's like, oh no, wherever you are in the spectrum, if you can play an instrument and if you can do anything that people will listen to for more than 30 seconds you've got a gift you know for sure and you have something to say and so i think that once we accept that it's not about like me 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 but it's just like me 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 <laughs> i love that song but it's about saying okay well i want to get this as right as i can i mean yeah not make it just detail oriented and overly regimented it's not about that but it's about like every part of this is important because this might mean something to somebody mm. and uh so once we kind of accept that i feel like we have the responsibility to you know within reason and within our talent levels to, um, you know, cross our T's and, and dot our I's. And I think that's a challenge in playing jazz music or improvised music, I should say, mm -hmm. because, and I think that's where like the kind of highest artistry that we bring to the table as creative musicians is, is so exciting to the listener because we have to, in order, and look, if you look at any of the masters that we mentioned that we learned stuff from, the real, the six masters, um, Ah, These are all incredible players that brought a lot of attention to detail to their playing, but For we're sure. also thrilling musicians. So it's like you want to have the the sloppiness of just I don't even want to say sloppiness. You want to <laughs> have you know what I mean? No. So what? Yeah, you want to have the verve and the 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 passion without the sloppiness, with that attention to detail, without it being sterile. And that's like that funny line that we kind of walk uh, and that we have to be confident as we go into. It's like, yeah, we're going to take care of business, take care of the details, but we're still going to be spontaneous and let it all hang out there. It's awesome, man. Yeah. Awesome. And we're going to have a bonus one in a second. Okay. So... Um you know. But in the meantime, go to OpenStudioJazz.com. You could also go to You'llHearIt.com. You could check out uh, the podcast. You can leave us a speak pipe in the month of December. We're yes. opening it up. Yeah. Uh, so leave us your messages. Yeah. Uh, and then leave us a rating and review. We haven't talked about the ratings and reviews, but we've gotten some good ones, man. <laughs> I'm telling some, you what. Well, we've got a bunch of good ones and one bad one. Let's be honest. We did have a should bad we one. read the bad one? That was a very funny thing, though. Andrew, should we read the bad? You know what? I don't want to give him a, a him or her. It's probably a guy because he's in. Anyway, 
you know, because no, it's such a dumb, no. Um, but I don't know if I want to give him a platform. So, but let's read some of the other ones. Where would we find such things? Oh, here we go, right here. I'll just pick a random one. Just pick them random. Oh, seven stars. Oh, oh there yeah. you go. Oh, well, hey. that, is, that is the last one. It's become like a pre-practice ritual to listen to. Uh, an episode. Really love all the advice from real pros like Adam and Peter. It's especially valuable in the country, like where the jazzing is really young and access to the real deal is not easy. Uh, this is from Delhi two three four five from India. So we got a little little love from India, which is exciting because um, you know I know that there's a bunch of uh, people interested in jazz, but there's not a huge, as he says, he he or she, uh, not a huge in- infrastructure there. So that's that's very really pleasing for us. Very yeah. very exciting. Should I read another one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well uh, I'm trying to find the bad one. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'll bam. Oh, here it is. L- love the. Okay. Go ahead. Let's jump right to it. All right. Uh, this was so. I'll Wait. Say- are we giving a platform to this? No. Okay. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> love this though. The whole thing. <laughs> uh, so this was like right before. Should we set it up? You know what? I don't think we should give a platform to this. But we're leaving it up. People oh can go gosh. see it. Okay. Go see it for yourself. You can yeah. go to uh, to your podcast app. Yeah. Let's just say I- that that. <laughs> We got called a, a lib tard or something. <laughs> and I was told to go back to Italy, which is whatever whole, that means. <laughs> like, which I actually you love Italy. Go back to Italy. Enjoy go the beautiful food, amazing people, and the spirit of music. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay. So, we did mention, though, that we're going to do a special, and we are, that you don't even know about. This is going to be, this is a little crazy. I might get in a little trouble with the execs here, but we're going to do for today only for the, we were talking about the piano access pass. Um, Tell them just real quick again what that includes. So the Piano Access Pass includes, first of all, it, cl- it includes the Jazz Piano Method, which is the biggest jewel in the biggest crown, right? This is over 700 lessons now that Peter's been doing for, like, what, nine years or it's something? It's the Cupid Zarkodian of our oh jewel. <laughs> no, it is like, I always say, like, this is, if you are into jazz piano on more than any kind of, like, uh, surface level, this is a must-have because if there's any tune you want to learn or any concept, it's we. You know, Peter's probably done a lesson on it. Just so you know, though, I'm in every lesson, and it's well, we have a couple guests occasionally, but it's basically only me. So if you're like the one star guy and you don't like me, I would not recommend that course. It's all PM. <laughs> Go all teach the this time. class in Italy. <laughs> uh, Go teach jazz piano. That sounds fun. Actually. But so that alone, I think, would be worth a piano exercise yeah. because also there's a new lesson every week, so it's just always growing. But then also you get you know the two courses from Jeffrey Keyser, Keys mm-hmm. Jazz Piano. Very popular. Advanced Jazz Piano Concepts, also very popular. And then you get all the other courses that you've made, like Jazz Piano uh, Jumpstart, that's you and me, and the elements of Jazz Piano, Jazz Piano for Beginners, um, everything from beginner to very advanced. And then we've also been doing these very specific courses. Like I have the Jazz Piano Basics, Lead Sheet Breakdown, How to Break Down a Lead Sheet, Left Hand Voicings, Technique Course, and then there's more coming. Like we're going to be doing more specific little mini courses. And if you're a member of the Piano Access Pass, you just get you get these yes. whenever they come out. In fact, you get them before anybody else does. Yeah, and it's it sounds like a lot, and it actually is, but it's sort of a manageable thing because it's all... With, it's all our piano courses. That's sure. the short version yeah. of it. Um, and so you don't have to watch everything, but if you're not sure which course we'd recommend, well, what we're going to do the deal on is an annual uh, membership for 50% off. It's normally $360 if you use today only. Ooh. The promo code, you'll hear it, uh-huh. for, for you'll hear it listeners only. Mm-hmm. You will get a hun- not 100%, 50- 100% off would be free, right? Really? No, 50% off. <laughs> Um, so that'll be courses. 180 for the year, which is like mm-hmm. $17 um, mm. per month. So anyway, check that out. And just put that in the promo code when you check out on the annual version. Let's do it. Uh, you'll hear it one word. And that's the Piano Access Pass. And 
You'll hear it.